to episode 146 of Wing Sauce. Uh, the tables have turned. The uh, the Wings have dropped in the standings. I think that they've dropped five straight. One, you know, taking a little longer than uh, than 60 minutes. But uh, yeah, that's where we are. We were selling at the deadline. Um, we'll get into that. But uh, first of all, I think this is the first time that all three of us have been on. Um, like a month. In, Connor's yeah, been so perusing, the, perusing the state. Trying to find power somewhere. All right. <laughs> I figured as much. Figured you make yeah. it. You make it. Yeah, just uh, that's why I got a mouse just to run on the wheel. And yeah. Generate my whole the whole house power. No, that's yeah. Ollie. You just got a big <laughs> wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd like that. He needs it. He needs to get that energy out. Uh, yeah, oh, I thought you're calling I, him fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, high energy. Um, could be fat. No, he's he's in shape. He's he's a good boy. He's like uh, Phil. Phil Kessel. <laughs> Uh, he's more in shape than Phil. <laughs> Similar diets, though. <laughs> uh, no, well, I wanted I wanted to make sure that I'm on for this one. This is a very important one, as we finally don't need to speculate about what. First of all, where the wings are at. Larkin are they going to be buyers or sellers. What's happening with Larkin's contract? What's up mm-hmm. with the future? Like all of the answers that we had are we the have biggest thing. For. The biggest thing, kind of, to be honest, what Larkin signed for. I think that was the biggest. Uh, the biggest question mark going into um, a, if he was getting resigned and B what, what we were going to um, finally sign him at, I think it was kind of close to what we were all thinking. Um, yeah. I said eight, eight and a half. I think it's a little higher than what I was thinking, but Same. I mean, I'm not shocked. Neither yeah. am I, you know, neither am I. No, I think, I mean, Larkin, I think they probably would have netted out at, at uh, eight and a half. If he didn't have that stretch leading up to absolutely. Like, it's so important right before the deadline to be, producing like he produced and he probably just made a a quarter million a year for that and it's so i don't know if you guys saw how it's uh it's so front-loaded versus back if you saw the the Mm -hmm. actual contract i didn't um so i think it's like he's getting like 10 he's getting like like 10 10, 11 11, and then nine and then like six and seven all right here we go so we got 10 11 10 8 8 8 7 and a half 7.1 and that's Mm -hmm. kind of similar what we all talked about um the, the, the interesting thing though real quick is the cap hit um, is the same every year, which is interesting. Well, the average doesn't change. It right? doesn't? Yeah. Is that, is no, that how, is no, that how it that, Yeah, the 8.7 is the AAV. So it's uh, so the way that the payment is structured differently, it's just – it's an easier way to say like over eight years, 69.6 million or whatever it was, um, like that's how it's structured. The, the payment structure is different, but the AAV stays the same. I got you. So <clears throat> that's something to note, I guess, when you're thinking about cap space, correct? Um, or no? I'm I'm no cap expert. Yeah, me me either. I'm not I'm exactly curious, sure it, how that goes. If they take in the AAV or or what he's actually I getting think, paid for that year, I think it's getting paid because I don't, the, the I, actual the, out the door payment. Yeah, I think that's that makes I the most know. sense to me. It would make the most sense. Like that's the only way, but. Anyhow, I don't know. Yeah, I get like I I think the contract was like oh, I wait, said. Oh, real I, quick, real quick. Yeah, uh, twenty three <clears throat> from this year, or excuse me, next year until twenty twenty seven. There's a full no trade clause, um, and then from twenty twenty eight till twenty thirty, he has a ten team trade list. Yeah, it's just modified at the back end. Um, yep. Yeah, I I think I mean I think there's also people in uh, GM positions and around the league. And I was listening to the spit and chicklets a couple weeks ago when they were talking about it. And they originally were like, how is he like, why does he want so much? Why does he think he's worth so much? And then they had a couple of conversations with 
uh, people in in higher powers within the league. A couple. Of they GMs said he's and, a two C, and I I don't agree with that at all. So well, and then no, wait, let me finish. Yeah, and uh, they talk to these GMs around the league, and the GMs are like, "Yeah, you guys don't know how valuable a player like that is to a team. Like on the open market, he's getting nine plus. So well, that's why I was thinking, hey. Larkin wants to stay here. The Wings want him to be here. If both sides think they could have gotten, first of all, the Wings are probably like, man, we stretched at 8.7, where Larkin's like, I took a little bit of a pay cut instead of going UFA, but I want to be here. Like both sides have that. I'm not, I'm I'm happy that it got done, but not like I extend, extended to like the maximum position that they possibly could get to. So I think it was a pretty Mm -hmm. good deal. He could have got more wings, probably could have got less and away you go. And you're happy for another eight years. By the way, I wasn't trying to interrupt. I was furthering your point that that's what Chicklets was saying. Yeah, before yeah. before they talk to those yep. those positions and, and, into the the GMs. Yeah. And I, was, yep. I was jumping on that. That's been a similar. I feel like um, a similar conversation with people among the league is that he, you know, they feel like he is a two C. Um, I think it's the, fans. The, I don't think it's the league. It, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah. guess okay. Well, however you want to phrase it, that's well, those that's are different. That's those are that's important. That that's it, like, is, it is, yeah, that's the key because I think it's really important because people around the league value him in a certain way, and people that are fans value him a different way. And it's like people around the league know what they're talking about, and fans, uh, rightfully so, are so I mean, uh, in, ingrained with their team. So, to be mm-hmm. fair, I mean, I, I didn't hear the episode, but was it? Was it Biz and Ryan Whitney and them saying that he's a two C? They basically were like, "Oh, if he if he's asking for that, you know, it was back when the first report came out, Dustin. Of they were talking about Wings are saying they're at eight and Larkin saying that he's at nine, mm-hmm. and the Wings were like, if they're offering eight, you got to sign that right away. You got to sign that right now. Mm-hmm. I, I get um, what you're saying. And but, yeah, and then yeah, then it, and then it changed. They changed their tune, uh, especially when Larkin was producing basically at two points per game for like a 12 game stretch or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. This was also, be- yeah, it was before that. And it was also mm-hmm. before Bo-, Bo Horvat set the market. Like he right. set the bar, yeah. right? So he's over at a- over a point per game this year, at- which has been very unlikely for, for him. He's having a breakout season. Yeah. So for him getting the bag at eight and a half, that set, that really set the bar for the market really for what Larkin was expected to get yeah yeah and i think having him signed right now gives us an idea of where they're at with uh the rebuild and them being sellers at the deadline but still making long-term deals with a guy like larkin says that they're still not in the beginning of that rebuild they haven't completed the rebuild they see a window upcoming where it's worth signing a guy to a lot of money um for a long long period and then paying him a lot, especially over the first three years. And mm-hmm. they're one of the, if are they leading or do they have the most cap space in the entire league? Or they're, I mean, they're up there. They got a ton of to room to, to sign players. So uh, it, it gives you a really good idea of where they're at. I feel like there's a couple players on the team that are, that are protected. And obviously the trade deadline's done, but there was a couple players on the team that weren't going to get traded. When you look at Raymond and Sider and guys like that. Uh, but other than that, I mean, we saw with Pertuzzi, he's he's gone. I yeah. mean, that's that honestly, that was a not super surprising, but more surprising along the fact that they couldn't come to terms on a deal. Um, so I'm kind of kind of curious how it's going to pan out for Boston because you know Tyler's going into a UFA, so they're either going to have to pay him or he, they're just renting him. But renting him for a uh, a first round and um, and a 
uh, fourth round is kind of relevant, but a first round, you know, I feel like that's a little sustenance. So it's kind of like, do you just rent a player for that much? Or do you think they're going to try to sign them? Or what do you think, guys? And on that one? Boston's in win now mode. They have yeah. to do whatever they oh, can. They weren't, even, they weren't even looking at picks. I mean, yeah. they're going to be bad, bad for a while after this uh, dynasty in the next year or two. Mini dynasty, I'll call it. Yeah. Uh, when with they their get guys, their guys yeah, they're going to be, they have zero picks. They have zero people in, cap the, space. in their farm system. And they have no cap space. And they have guys that are going to retire <laughs> that are like all stars. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Pasta just, he just got signed or he's going, either he just signed or he's about to sign. Uh, I thought he just signed. Did he just sign? Did maybe, he, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in there. I don't know. But either, regardless, mm-hmm. he's either he's about to sign or he's signing um, a big deal. So let's yeah. see. I mean, uh, I, if, yep. He just, he signed it. Uh, looks like on the second, he just signed yeah. eight year, 90 million, 11.25 um, AAV on that one. So it's like, <laughs> that, that, and that's one thing I was thinking about. So it's like, does or is it hear me out or is Eisman just like, hey, why don't you go try to win a cup and then we'll talk in the offseason? I don't think that he nope. wants to be in Detroit. I did you see the reports come out that from his agent that I didn't it, read that much because I was so upset about it, Connor. If I'm being completely honest, they the Eisman and their and his agent haven't even talked. It, apparently, allegedly, oh, wow. they haven't talked since December. Yeah. So I think they were like. Writings were, on the wall, mutual. It wasn't yeah. even the writing on the wall. It was like, you got, you're got, you gone. We'll figure mm-hmm. out a place for you. Uh, we'll send you somewhere that is going to get a high return, obviously. And now you get a chance to win the cup. So if you're Bertuzzi, you can't be too upset. Nope. Uh, but mm-hmm. he didn't want to stay. Larkin was upset. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I mean, as one, a, one as of a, your buddies. As a, yeah, as a person, I'm sure Bertuzzi's like, oh, man, I'm going to miss the guys. And, oh, whatever, 100%. Home and all that I mean, stuff. But and that's the thing I was out. talking to Carly about, right? I was like, you know, as a as a player, being in Tyler's shoes, I, I, I get it 100%, right? Like you'd be stupid not to. Oh, do you want to win a cup or not win a cup right now? Eh, I'm gonna go win a cup. Let's be honest here. You know, but when it comes down to it, <clears throat> you guarantee like when it comes down to like the emotional side of it, he's gonna miss some of the players he's he's played with. He's been in you know the Grand Rapids for a while in, in Detroit, so he's been yeah, just, just had a kid. Yep. Um, I think they were getting building the new house and everything, but he, I, he was wanting. I apparently I would if the, again writings on the wall that he was wanting way more than what the to a do, point do, where there wasn't a discussion that's what i'm saying was he coming having. in like i want 10 million or something crazy like that. I, mean, I don't God, think it was crazy no. like that i think it's probably like, it had to have been maybe like Larkin's seven making. or something that's yeah. all, that, and that's all i was gonna say Connor. you know eight, closer yeah, to like eight. yeah that's all i was gonna say and um, and who knows maybe he could get that on the open market i don't think he's there because teams are so hesitant to send to sign anybody that's had injury problems to a long-term deal that's that much money that's a that's a big gamble but as a boston if you're renting a guy for I mean, like Tyler was saying, it's a win now mode. You need to build that. If you have a first round pick to give up, get that guy because he's a guy that is absolutely ready and willing to throw his body oh. on the line in the playoffs. He's going to be an awesome guy to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just played, he just scored a goal, I think, the other night with Boston. Well, he had an assist today. It's it's oh, uh, assist, Saturday me. right now. Yeah, um, he had an assist. It was it whenever the last game was, either last night or today. so. I, I think that he he could potentially get the bag from somebody this off season if he goes to Boston and is just an absolute monster for the rest of the season and playoffs. Mm-hmm. If so, he's, if he's just that, that junkyard dog, which Mickey uh, Redmond loved to call him because yeah. he, he loved getting those dirty goals. He's got a lot of skill. He's not afraid to mock it up in the corners and he, he gets those dirty goals in front. So the one thing for one thing that's going to be you know beneficial for him is I, I feel like he's, <clears throat> he's not playing first line. No, it's going to be awesome for him. That's what I'm saying. Like think about how much, his his role is different 
like if that makes no pressure that's what i'm saying like dude like this will be a great litmus test for everybody uh that's watching and looking at the wings top players and saying why aren't they putting up 80 points a a season and you know maybe i just said that bertuzzi's point total is gonna go yeah like when you have a team that's built and you have more than three guys and then the top guys are like if for people that are saying larkin's a, a second line center if he's a second line center on a good team, he's putting up crazy numbers. Oh, you know um, what I'm asking? Yeah. Fuck yeah. And, and Bertuzzi is going to be doing the same thing. He's going to get up, put up real good numbers. I think and Wings fans are going to be like, oh, this is why we didn't sign. Hey, the Wings, he was not putting up those numbers with the Wings because he, just, they don't have the team. No. And he was, not, yeah. in my opinion, he wasn't in the position, in the, in the right position he needed to be. He was trying yeah. to, I just don't think, like, I love Bertuzzi, but he's not that. I don't, he's a top six forward, 100%. I don't think he's a top line, if I'm being completely honest. If he, if, if he would have been healthy starting the year, yeah, and, and carried off, you know, carried the mm-hmm. momentum from last season, I think we, we would have a different tune right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there would have been probably talks of a contract extension and, and stuff like that. But the thing is, you, you have to be able to see from Iserman's standpoint, like, yes, it, it, this is definitely a, a business. And when you look at, when you look at your assets, how often are they there? And yeah. is it all his fault? Probably not. It, it, you know, injuries happen. Same thing with Mantha, right? Some, some guys are just more injury prone. They, mm-hmm. they have, they have a little more of an edge to their game. They just get injured. That's how it goes. But you have to be able to see it through that lens. And, and it makes sense. The thing is, the people that are upset that we only got picks from and we we weren't we didn't get any like ready ready made player right now. I mean, yeah, he was going to walk in the offseason if if we didn't get him traded. So one hundred percent. The fact Better that than we nothing. get something back is is huge. Yep, I agree. Yeah, what do you what would you guys give the Red Wings as a grade for uh, this the trade deadline? Um. So the I, okay, I don't. I wish we would have got a couple more players. You know, something we only got, I think, one player. I love the heroic return. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was great. 100%. I'm not, that, was, uh, that was the best trade that I, that I saw. By the yeah. Shocking. I, I would, I, albeit, but yeah. still. Super shocking. I, 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 I would give it more like a, a B. Yeah, overall. B, B plus. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. I don't say, I, don't, I wouldn't say they got an A plus by any means. I mean, the heroic trade, I think, is an A plus. I think we won it's, that it's, by through and through. It's hard to, it's hard to grade Traffics. sellers at the deadline for for like, you know what I mean? Because it, it's all about the return that you get back, and we know that Eiserman's not going to make a deal that doesn't make any sense. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I I look at the grades from like, okay, what teams actually got better, which rosters got improved? So. I I can't really confidently answer that question. I think that that Steve Eiserman did he did what he could i think so then to put it in that uh in those terms tyler maybe the better question is that um are the team are, are the red wings in a better position to win for a longer period of time uh like moving forward after this deadline like yes. i think the wings are set up now to and i thought this before so but i think they're better set up now with those draft picks without spending the money on the guys that left like a bertuzzi um who you know we weren't gonna say oh, go ahead dustin but. all i'm saying is, so most of the draft picks aren't until so <clears throat> i get where you're going but if if it pans out like we've seen draft picks pan out they're not going to come into the league for 
three, four years. Sometimes they'll come in, you know, one or two, but uh, but we have four four first rounders. That's a lot of first rounders to have zero of them coming in the league within three years. I think those guys you'll you'll see probably two of those within two years. Cider, yeah. Raymond, two yeah. Lark, okay. I mean Cider, Raymond, Larkin, uh, Well, I think I think about more recently. Yeah, guys that came in within those yeah. like two years, which so, you know, obviously Raymond and Cider and Larkin all did. I don't hate it. Tyler made a good point before we started recording. Um, I don't know if you want to bring it up as, as far as like maybe a, a bigger signing in the offseason just due to the cap space now that we kind of. Uh... Oh, yeah. And I so, talked to this person, too, by the way, Tyler. Uh, you did? Who, oh, you, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. OK, so you you overheard. So uh, so our buddy Hugh brought up uh, the fact that Debrinket has not re-signed with Ottawa yet. Um, I guess I didn't know that he was on. He was there for a short deal. Well, I, the Chicago signed him for three years. And I think, and so he, when he went to Ottawa, he hasn't resigned. But his his initial deal with uh, Chicago, which was what it was like six million, nineteen million overall for three years, so Something six like point you know one or two point three somewhere. Mm-hmm. They haven't resigned him since he's been there. So I don't know if. Uh, well, I'll let you go on. You can go ahead. Explain Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, his wife's probably like, we're not staying in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, we're going. No, I, I, I was just. <laughs> we're going I, back home. So Hugh, Hugh. Originally asked me the question, said, what are our chances of getting to Brinkett? And not really thinking of it, not knowing the situation, I said, probably slim to none. Because I think I used the exact same language, by the way. When, I, when, I think slim. <laughs> slim chances. You ain't got but two chances, boy. Slim and none. Um, but yeah, so I, I, that was the first thing that came to my mind because Iserman has said it multiple times. Right now, we're not in the position to mortgage our future. So a guy like Debrinket is probably going to want something long term, but again, you look at so our our deadline moves to me means two things, and, and you guys can you know agree or disagree. I'd, I'd like your opinions on this as well, but it means two things it. in my eyes. So I think that he's confident in the development of our prospects. Mm-hmm. One um, and two, I think that it means that he's ready to make some some bigger off season moves. Yeah. Um, you know, may, maybe not big names in free agency, but he's he's willing to spend money wisely where so, we need it. So to piggyback on your prospect thing, I think he's also entrusting our scouting. I feel like he thinks our scouting's real well as far as like the players that we are drafting and picking up. You know, he's confident. That's why he's stockpiling picks, dude. Yeah, right. we have he knows he, how good the scouting is. Yeah, and so and that that's why Dustin, when you were talking about like you wish you would have got more players back. I don't know, like or over this trade deadline, I don't know if I. I trust some of the bigger names uh, in when uh, in UFA this year that I, I would rather go out and oh. make a couple bigger signings than get some throw in pick or throw in guys that could probably be either like third or fourth line, um, which like we need. But guys, I feel like our th- we've had four lines of third and fourth liners for like seven years on the wings. I'm Not done yet. with getting third and fourth liners. Like we can get those guys all day long. Yeah, we want uh, a, a real first line, a real second line. I know what you mean. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's another reason when they're looking when he's looking at who's a UFA this offseason, like a Debrinket, and he, that's another reason why maybe you don't spend the money on Bertuzzi and you you you've run you've run that experiment of okay we have a gritty top six guy uh, it wasn't helping our our top top guys of point production and like it was obviously but maybe we need another guy that's the opposite almost like Debrinket can get in the the dirty areas but. He's a goal scorer. That's literally why he's in the NHL. He finds the open he's ice. Speed. Somehow, somehow he's, he finds yeah. the back of the net. Maybe you go out there and, and get him in the offseason. 
and put him on the top line with Larkin or, or and I mean you have two guys like Raymond and Debrinket that can both find the back of the net specifically yep. Debrinket he's getting you 35 plus goals every single season easily uh, yeah and power play one time so take I mean, those fun, so take those funds that you just put, set aside that you potentially had for Bertuzzi now you don't have to pay him the seven plus million uh is probably gonna be right in that ballpark eight. of eight million yeah. yeah and i i would like that depending on on how long because what what how old is he do we um to bring it 25 yeah, he, he's, he's like he's a 97 so. 25 okay yeah. so he was a 2015 draft pick is that right uh he was no 2016 a- 2016, uh, because we we chose Dennis Trelowski yep. over him. Get this, guys. We Wait chose there. Dennis. So we chose three players before Adam Fox in 2016. Dennis Trelowski, Philip Peronic, and Giovanni Smith. All before Adam Fox. How in the world did he fall to the third round? Yeah, that's a... Uh, I, I mean, incredible. it's... Two years now, he's been in the North. Three years now, he's been in the Norse conversation. Yeah, and he, he, I mean, it's just wild to me. Um, they have the best decor in the league right now. I mean, it's unbelievable. Easily. Maybe With the best lineup on paper too. Captain uh, Troops. Captain <laughs> Troops on the second. He's a on the second D pair. The Trooper train. He had another get off the track, baby, dude. He's a absolute monster. Yeah, he's a menace out there. I love it. And like, what are you going to do? Seriously, like, if 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 he lays out your player, you're really going to go up to him and try to try to like go with him. And he will. He's going to kill anybody you. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's going to laugh at you while he does it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's great. So I mean, playoffs are obviously heating up for the East. The Wings are are out of it. It's oh, thousand percent. Um, and I and it, I don't know if you guys heard the press conference after the deadline. What Eisenman normally does, he'll talk about all the what he did. Uh, he knew that they were going to be sellers for this this whole season. Basically, um, the only thing that delayed it was that winning streak that they had, and they were mm. le- he was letting them ride that out, which Smart. I think was good. You also want to see guys what how they play under when different circumstances yeah. when they're winning, right? Like that's going to be the future. Um, and but it, it, he made a, a great point, which everybody knew. This isn't a surprise at all. You take a look at the wings, and could they have been buyers and then made the the, the playoffs? Probably they could have made a, a, some big splashes and just mortgaged the future, but would have been worth it. There's such a big gap between not the, top, ready right the top guys in the league when you look. They're at not Toronto beating Boston, and Tampa, and Boston, and Rangers. Like yeah, not all, they're so far away from those guys. You need depth, yeah, and and that's that's the biggest thing. It would have been a great story to finish out the year and, and squeak into playoffs, mm-hmm. and but then to you know even even if you make it to six or seven games in the first round, like okay, like. But still, you gave away a bunch of picks for what? For, yeah, exactly. And so for I think that you know, I know we're we're starved to get back into the playoffs. I I I get it. I mean, that's all we knew growing up. Mm-hmm. We were extremely spoiled. So we just have to be a little bit more patient. He's he's doing the the rebuild the right way. And I mean, if if people don't have any trust in this guy, I don't I I don't have any words for you. Yeah, what I would love to see is this offseason, you go to make a couple big splashes and you get guys in here on on somewhat long-term deals. You have the money, go do it. We're going to have to pay uh, Cider and Raymond at some point in the future. They still have a little bit before. I don't know exactly when. 
Um, Their ELC but, is done next next season. Well, I thought it was the one after that, but either way, Raymond is done after is the next season. Ciders is the same, the same one. Yeah. Yep. So okay, you have to pay them. What about Ber- what about Bergeron? Are, are we paying him? I like him, yeah. but I mean, but it, it all depends on what's what's available. For same us. same he, time, same he's time. Not gonna, he's not going to. Oh no no! I wasn't meaning that. Amount. I wasn't yeah, meaning that. I, I would yeah, I would resign him, but I, yeah. Um, but I, so my thought is, you, you get a couple uh, big guys in the lineup. You have these draft picks. You have a couple other signees that you have. That you have your core for an extended period of time. You have Larkin, Cider, Raymond. You have. Uh, then you would sign guys in the offseason that are big name guys. And now you have these first round draft picks. First of all, some of them that are coming in from Grand Rapids that are supposed to be big time players. And you have four first rounders. I, I just think they're set up in a good way for them to not be bad moving forward. So I think that it's going to be good hockey for an extended period of time. It's we'll not going to be a step backwards at all by selling. This, we'll uh, have 32 this million in cap space next year. But we, I mean, we have, we have to sign a bunch of players, but one thing that we, we are going to have to figure out is goaltending because Uso, Uso has been very good this season, but look what's happening right now with him being injured. Like Helberg, he's not bad, but he's not meant to play multiple nights. Like mm-hmm. he, he's the guy who you throw in there just to give Huso a break every now and then, j- just so he can sit back and relax. Yeah. Um, so Helberg is... Uh, has been playing, and I think they just recalled uh, Nedeljkovic, and he was he was backing up today. Which I'm so, surprised we didn't deal him, but I'm assuming it's because it's we're just gonna let them ride out their contract again, at this point. No, yeah. no, it's, it's the same thing with Verona. No, no one picked him up for free, so yeah. it's like who's gonna want to trade for him? So on the blue, so on that Verona trade, I, was, I don't know if I said this before him, but I was telling Tyler, I was like, Eisman called up the Blues, like if you don't take Verona, we're never doing a trade with you again. Okay, geez, we'll take him. <laughs> Goodbye. And then hung up the phone, and that was the end of the conversation. It's <clears> um, <throat> it it is a shame the way that things worked out because when when he did suit up for the wings and and played, you know, albeit the the, the brief time he was here, the guy's a skilled skilled player with an incredible release and mm-hmm. crazy <clears throat> speed. It is a shame the way things worked out. I do wish him nothing but the best, and um, obviously coming out of the players' assistance program. You hope that everything is all all right, you know, mentally, mentally, physically, and and all that stuff. But uh, on that, real quick, before I forget, did you see Spencer Knight went to the the uh, player assistance program? I think no. Yeah, Spencer no, Knight. Went to, yeah, Spencer Knight oh. went to the player assistance program. Just recently, like yep. just this week. Uh, might have been two weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, it, especially with young guys too. Mm-hmm. I, it 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 kind of. I mean, really, anyone, right? Like. Bobby it's, cl- Ryan, gl- it's good it, they have that program. A hundred percent. Like yeah. let, let's be honest. Like that's that's a, a good thing that um the uh NHLPA is, has um has gotten with the with the NHL. I think that's a good program they have. So and I think that they do the players right by like just saying that they've entered the the assistance program and then leaving it and not and yeah, no no further information. Like it's it's and not requiring them to come out and say, "Oh, this is why," or you know, once they come back, like I think if, that's if, awesome. if the if the players want, to, like Bobby Ryan was not shy about why he went in there. Nope. And it's all up to the players. I miss like some, Bobby Ryan. Some, I like him. Yeah, me too. Some of them cope with with their like recoveries or, or whatever it may be, their mental health or or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Some people cope with it a little bit differently, but 
yeah, anytime someone enters into that and even when they're out, you still, you still hope that they, um, that they stay on the right track and that, you know, everything's good for them again, mentally and physically. So hundred percent. Um, can, can you, one thing that I wanted to ask you guys, did you see that Tanner Janot trade with Nashville and Tampa? Tampa gave away everything to get this guy. What am Tampa's, I missing? Same position as Boston, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I feel to... like you could have thrown, you could have left out three of those 19 picks that you, you gave to get this guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but you get my point. There's a lot that they threw at this guy. Well, did you? The, I mean, I heard the uh, the breakdown of why they did it, and it was basically like, guys, first of all, we're in a win now mode. Second of all, if you look at these draft picks and you look at the percentage of players that they that actually turn out to be NHL hockey players, people put put such a high emphasis on draft picks, and and I mean we do, but we're talking around about a bunch of first rounders that we have. So if you have multiple first rounders the chances of having a guy that's actually good, it goes up versus only having one first round draft pick. Cause like you hit or miss type of guy, Tampa basically said, and well, actually not even basically, they said you have, you have a 2% chance of, uh, of using these draft picks at those draft picks of actually becoming an NHL hockey player. Now we know that if we get this guy, he's an NHL hockey player and a very, very good one. So in the position that they're in, in a win now mode, they don't care at all about draft picks and they know that they're getting a guy that can play well. And if they draft a guy, he has a really, really small chance of actually becoming a good player on, in the NHL. Uh, and I see more GMs and coaches and, and just hockey in general talking like that, like giving up. You, I mean, think about all the draft picks that were just getting thrown around. Um, and a lot of these top teams just don't care about them because they need players right now. And they know that they can just trade for different guys in the future mm-hmm. because the some of the teams can't Someone's even draft. Great. It, Boston some people, can't even draft well. Yeah. So who cares? Or you look at some teams that can draft well and you're like, ah, they're going to have to trade somebody eventually. Let's get something off them. Yeah. I mean, look we'll at our scraps. If you look at maybe the past five years of draft picks for the Red Wings, uh, and if you look at every single draft pick and you run the percentages and across all the teams, I mean, the percentage is so low of hitting a guy that's actually good. And the only guy that take away, uh, like so, you have Cider, Raymond, and uh, and Larkin right now that are in the lineup that are like really, really good. And then you have other guys who are like, oh, you know, they're you know, look at Zadina. We didn't. He's a first round draft pick. Rasmussen. Those guys are all over the place in mm-hmm. the NHL that you don't even realize that they're like a 14th overall pick. They're like, ah, oh, he's a solid third rounder. But yeah, you can get a solid third rounder any, anywhere. And and Zadina was was supposed to be like the next sniper in the NHL. You know, yeah. like um, he it's it just it's wild to me. You know, of course, you know, this was the 2018 2018 draft, if, if memory serves. Uh, I remember watching the first round and seeing that when they took like uh, Yemi, uh third overall. And, you know, Zadina dropped the six. I'm like, oh, I hope we get him. Mm-hmm. But then once we drafted him, like, ooh, there's a reason why five other teams passed on him. They saw something that, you know, it's just it, – it's it's a flip of a coin, right? It is a gamble yeah. every time. Um, but Iserman, his draft pick so far – like, you look at mm-hmm. – uh, you look at Kosa even down in, down in the EC. 
he had a 111 shots over the past like three games. He only let in two goals. Yeah, and maybe that. And I meant to bring that up because you brought up the goalie situation of now we need to figure that out. Well, you got a guy if you can you can stay afloat for two years with uh, Huso and a backup that you can rotate while you build mm-hmm. up your front and watch a, a guy like Kosa yeah. grow into an NHL player. And then you're in a Vasilevsky and Ben Bishop situation that, that Tampa had before. That's, uh, I mean, that'd be unbelievable. Yeah, I remember that, when they, Vassie was the backup. Vassie was the backup for a long time and basically 2015. And then they the, traded Bishop away. And yeah. I was like, wow, that is crazy. And then you see this guy come in and like, holy shit, best guy in the league. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we can get to that point. I mean, if everything goes perfectly and the stars align, that's the situation that the wings are going to be in, which is very yeah. similar to what Tampa was in. You get a guy, you build a team in front, now you have this Vesna winner in the back end. When when I was saying that they need to address goaltending, I think I I was more so saying that like at the beginning of the season they had they had Ned and they had Huso. Yeah, it was really Ned solid. really really shit the bed this year, um, mm-hmm. and so I think that. We just need to find somebody, even, even as like a like a good backup, like Helberg. You know, I I wouldn't even say he's a good a good backup. So I think we, if there's a way, we claimed him off waivers, right? We got him for yeah. free. Mm-hmm. So if there's a way that we can scoop somebody up that is just better than Helberg, I think we're good until Kosa is actually ready for the NHL. Yeah, and who knows when that'll be. I don't know goalies at all. Like, looking at the timeline, I could talk to a goalie coach, like an NHL goalie coach, and they could be talking about, goalies oh, yeah, he's, he's, five, he's five years away. Or they could look at him lighting it up in the ECHL and saying, he's going to the A probably at the end of this year. He's going to pl- start in the A next year, and he can get pulled up, and then he's going to have a 15-year NHL career. I have I have no idea, <laughs> you know? That's, so it's so weird. That, I don't you should know, know I don't Connor. Know I'm disappointed. So the, what do you got? Well, you're, you're Dustin, you're hoping that he doesn't come up here. So you're the right. Bullshit. No, that's not the case. I hope he does come up here. I, <laughs> yeah, I hate yeah. drafting goalies. <laughs> no, he, he hate, he specifically said that he hates Eiserman and Watson fired specifically for that pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He we'll was see. hoping for more goals in that 111 shot. Yeah. I, I, I saw your eyebrow, eyebrows rise and you were like, Oh wow. He actually is pretty good. You <laughs> <sighs> got your idiots. Um, we forgot to mention Jake Wallman got signed to a three-year deal. Um, I think that's kind of on the fact that we got rid of Ronick. At uh, the end of year three, that's going to look like a steal for us. I think I'm calling so. it right now. I know. I wanted it to be four years. Me too. I thought but four years would have been great. It's, it's going to be signing. a it's going to be a bridge deal. And how much was it for again? Three point like three. Point, yeah. Okay. Or three point four. So, excuse me. At the end of that, I, I I really do think it's going to look like a steal. I don't think he's going to be a, uh, you know, he's he's not going to be like a Norris guy for us or anything like that, right? But he is he is probably just as offensive as Hronik, but I think that he's still good on on the defensive end. He's a, he's a perfect yeah. two way defenseman. Th- that's why I think we signed him, right? We got to run Hronik. We're like, oh well. Here's Wallman. He's kind of like Ronick. Eh, we'll sign him. That's fine. Yeah. It's cheaper and too. We got, cheaper too. Because Ronick's, Ronick's, I feel like he's going to, he's coming into, if he keeps on playing how he's been playing, he's going to get a little bit, a decent of a signing coming in. And what am I missing with, uh, with Vancouver? Why were they look like, 
Why are weird. they getting rid of picks? I don't I don't know. I thought they're in a rebuild. They they're should something. Be. <laughs> <laughs> that, surely there's something. I don't know what they're doing over there. That that I don't care. Jokes on Vancouver. Like, no, I know. I'm I mean, hey, I'll, I'll take an Iserman fleece all day. They're just looking um, at the West saying, Oh, we're so bad. Everybody <laughs> in the West is so bad that we don't even have we don't even need draft picks or players. You just yeah. have to be halfway decent. Then you look at the East and it's like every single team. Dude. Is there's like seven teams that so, could win the cup? Are we calling it right now? The East is going to win this year. Well, it, it's going to no. be such a battle to get to the Stanley Cup. That's going to help the West. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you yeah. look at the top teams in the West, and they're okay. Or I mean, the top team. A couple and the top East teams is going to be very a lot good. of seven game series. I think. I hope so because it'd be unbelievable to watch. But it's going to be such a battle to get to the the finals that I could see it going either way. The East is, I mean, far and away way better than the West, but. It'll oh, yeah. be tough. Agreed. I'm liking all the matchups that if if everything were to start today, I'm really liking the matchups. I haven't looked at the matchups if it started today, but I would imagine they're all they're, every every team has kind of a storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna either way. I don't. I mean, I Toronto itself is a storyline. I don't care who they play. So <clears throat> Kane went to the Rangers. <laughs> I saw a meme. It was. Uh, it's a, it was like a SpongeBob meme as Squidward, and it mm-hmm. said, "It's a tase," and was watching. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? I was laughing. I was like, "Yeah." So it was Panarin, Panarin, yeah, Panarin, Panarin and, Kane. And, and Kane playing outside, <laughs> and Tase is like, "Oh, yeah." Oh man. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know what he's doing. I, I, I know. I'd have just been like, "Can you trade me for something?" I don't want to be here anymore either. I think that he's realizing this is probably going to be the end of his yeah. career. And he's, he's going to be, I mean, they're going to hang 19 in the rafters for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, he's hurt. He doesn't have to play. He doesn't have to go line up with the, the AHL team they have out in the ice. He can yeah. just live <laughs> exactly. in Chicago making 10 million. Uh, he doesn't make, well, I don't know what he makes 10 million a year. Uh, it makes a good chunk. I don't know. Yeah, but, probably. Yeah. By I, I don't know. If I was him, I'd be like, don't trade me. The last thing I want to do is pack my house and move to a different spot right, right now. Yeah. Let, like, let, let, let me just say. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll put myself out into the pasture and yeah. you guys can fire the bullet whenever. But <laughs> right. yeah. that's too funny. Um, any other crazy trades we need to speak about? Uh Sunquist. Uh, Sunquist, I mean, yeah. Crazy, but um No, what's crazy is his smile. <laughs> his yeah. teeth, dude. Holy right. shit. I mean he's a hockey looks like, player. Looks like like a like a broken piano. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Uh, it looks so bad. I don't think there's any. Uh, overall, I'll say I was surprised at the entire. I there's saw a lot, a lot, a lot of, of moves. With, I was I was surprised. Yeah, there was a lot of moves, and within the wings, I we talked, and maybe I even I thought they weren't going to do much. To be quite honest with you, I thought they were just going to let things ride out. Mm-hmm. We obviously aren't privy to some of the agent and. Uh, GM conversations like I we had no idea what was going on with Bertuzzi that may, move makes total sense when you know that they weren't going to come to any agreement mm-hmm. um, but without knowing that it's like oh well let's just ride it out and who knows what the other if if we're going to get that return for Veronic you can't turn that down no so uh, I was surprised as well like if we're going to talk for like surprises I'm surprised that no one um, threw an offer at Peron uh, yeah maybe who knows what they did, but yeah, him. Uh, I feel like he would be the first one to be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he, having an he unbelievable was, year. The the uh, 2018 
cup run with Vegas. He played a huge, crucial role in that one. And then when they won the cup in St. Louis in 2019, again, huge, huge part to that team. Yeah, so, maybe, they, maybe I, I just have no idea, but maybe Eisenman wanted to keep him. And uh, for the return that he was getting, because I would have to agree with you, Tyler. I'd be very, very shocked if nobody threw out some offers for him, given the veteran presence. And then if you need veterans, team, yeah. Yeah. If you're a playoff team, especially if you're a younger team, get a guy like Perron in there. I mean, your locker room changes immediately. Yeah. Um, a guy but, who's been through like all stretches yeah. on, on the losing side and the winning side. Like, yeah. You and, can't but, ask but, for anything more. And on that same note, maybe Eisenman's looking at that as such a positive where it's not he worth the hundred percent. It's worth more to us right now. Yeah. yeah. He wants to keep that in his, in his barn. You yeah. Know, yeah. I mean, you have to, you, you're, you're selling to a point. You still have a team that is in like a huge growth spurt over the next little bit. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. we've taken huge steps from last year to this year. Um, you slightly take a step back now at the deadline to set yourself up for a huge giant step, hopefully in the off season and next year. And maybe that's where Eisenman's at is like, we need those guys still. We're not, we're not an Arizona or Chicago or, or teams like that. Yeah. We're not right. that bad. Uh, no, you know, I think we, you know, we're, we could have been better. We just, yeah. we're smart. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, it's, I think some people are surprised. Like all my buddies are like, Oh, the Red Wings were never, ever going to be, you know, anywhere near playoffs. And I was like, honestly, I think they're right where they should be. Like I expected them to be right where they are like no no better no worse really you know if they had made a wild card oh wow but that wasn't really my expectation i thought they're gonna be right around middle um Mm -hmm. i do think that the losing the five straight just recently that's the nail in the coffin oh 100 no the two two to ottawa um once ottawa came out and played some physical hockey and we couldn't get over that i think that was pretty much like oh okay well they made they made our guys look like pylons did he yeah well eisman talked about you take a look at like our competitors are not boston they're not uh tampa bay they're not the rangers the teams like ottawa and buffalo the teams that are going to be good when we're good yeah and when you look at a team like ottawa who is i would call them a step ahead in the rebuild mm-hmm. yep um like they're a little bit ahead and Buffalo's probably in that same spot like they're there but a little bit ahead uh, but i can see those teams all being good for an extended period of time like those three teams could be the the rangers in boston and tampa bay in three four years from now uh, where you've seen sustained success and would expect them to be competing for a Stanley Cup every year. So when you take a look at those teams that you're going to be competing with, you really realize, oh, we are for sure sellers at the deadline because we need to get to that point. Like we're not in that same arena yet. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Um, anything else, boys? No? Nope. Uh, what's, the, what's the schedule for this week? Did anybody look? We, we talked enough about... Uh... No, while we're while we're doing that though, are you a little nervous on uh, some of your over under picks for total points for the Red Wings? Now that would have it would have been really helpful for, helpful for those people that bet the over if they were either buyers or not sellers. Yep, <laughs> yeah, yep. Well, now I'm kind of worried, right? Now, yeah. now, yeah, yeah. I don't think, yeah. Can we do? I, I wish there was one for like goal differentials or something. They need to make some more like. Well, they got the they got the Flyers, Blackhawks, and the Bruins. So the Bruins is a big L. Um, oh, yeah. I was gonna go to that game. The actually game is on. Is that home or away? To, is that a, is that a home game on Sunday at uh, one o'clock? It's a it's a home game. So, oh, so they have Boston back to back at Boston yep. and then at home. So that'll be fun to watch Bertuzzi in the yeah, so Boston I'm, sweater. And I'm contemplating going to that game just for that just for that uh, instance. Yeah. Um, just because it's gonna be a minute before I see him play again. They should so. have a Bertuzzi bobblehead night that day at the at LCA mm-hmm. with a Red Wing sweater. <laughs> 
They probably have some leftover ones from the last day. That's too funny. Oh, real quick before I uh, I, I get off. <laughs> so I'll show on the boys. I have a collection of signed sweaters. Checking this out. And uh, ironically, pretty much everyone that I have signed has been traded or traded. What Applicator, I mean, is Applicator, but the rest have been traded. <laughs> no, we're still paying him. Well, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> a valued member of the organization. Yep, yep. He He's basically the team's Uber. No, he's playing overseas, I think. Is he? But still, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think he was. Oh, I, I didn't think, think he was is. either. Nice. Good yep. for him. He just loves the game so much. Can't give it up. Yeah. Mm. He's not like DeKaiser, who's like, ah, I'm done. Yeah. Smart. That was a smart play on his part. DeKaiser yeah. was done. Good to yeah, good he was him. definitely. Good for him. All right, boys. Let's get the puck out of here, and we'll see you next week.